Welcome to Refresh. This is Pastor Kim Robinson. It's my desire that you listen, that you can experience blessed faith and creative life with this Kicks Ministries and Victory Harvest Church podcast. Hi, this is Pastor Kim with the Refresh podcast. The title for this podcast is Rest Beyond Stress. In Joshua 1.13, it says this, Remember the word which Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded you, saying, The Lord your God has given you rest and has given you this land. He has given us the land of blessing. He has given us the land of promise. He has given us everything in Jesus Christ. In Hebrews 4.1, it says this, Let us therefore fear lest the promise being left us of entering into his rest. Any of you should seem to come short of it. Well, the word fear here means you are to put to flight by terrifying it or scaring it away. Put away unbelief. This definition here is defining you to put it to flight, make it run from you. It goes on to say in this definition in the Greek that you are to be struck with amazement and to do something. Let us do something lest a promise being left us entering into his rest. Any of us should fall short of us. So it goes on to close with and to show reverence and to venerate and to bring it forth with obedience. What type of obedience? The obedience of faith. So be in amazement of the promise that he's given and run into and enter into his rest, bringing that rest beyond stress. Put to flight and be free from everything that is contrary to that rest. There is a rest he has given. There is a rest that we enter into. You know, the word in Greek for entering means to go out and come in. We can come into that rest and we can go out from stress. You have the word of God in your life. And it says here, when you enter in or entering into this rest, you're bringing entrance to come into his condition and his state of things and his place, and we can arise and come into that existence and we can begin to come in. And it goes on to define itself as to bring it to mind openly and be the best definition and be the best definition of rest. You are entering into something specifically. And what is that? In this Greek word, it means to come into life. You can be the definition of rest in Jesus Christ. You know, we can flee from unbelief and come into life. We've been given his rest. We can enter in, make entrance and come in. I think that meaning to this word entering in, come into life is such a beautiful, beautiful meaning. Come into, set it aside and enter into rest. Come into his life. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth and the life. Come into that life. You know, there's so much that tries to clutter to keep us from rest. With the condition of things today, it creates so much clutter in our lives because of the challenges and the pressures. Well, there's a place we've been given above these things. And also with today's technology, we've got so much information before us. We could research so many things to educate ourselves and we could find what's wrong and what we should be doing to fix it. We can research everything we want to know from people and politics and issues and worldviews and problems. We can research the famous, even research about the foods we eat or the styles we like, 
even to all the various opinions and mindsets and philosophies, medical information, films, books, podcasts, news, error, history, worldwide information. The world is at our fingertips. And as we're informed, what's part of the real challenge? At least part of the challenge is not losing focus and finding rest in the midst of all these challenges. Being so busy, getting information, and trying to be sure you're on top of things, all this can be stressful. Staying focused on the truth of God's word doesn't come easy. Finding rest and getting away from stress doesn't seem as simple today. All these things can create clutter and sorting through the things that demand our attention can be a challenge to our focus. And to note, all this information makes everything weave itself throughout our personal challenges. Everyone is sincerely experiencing the rise of minimizing in so many ways. Because who wants clutter anyway? Well, in Psalm 46, it tells us to tell all these things that are contrary to his word to be still. Jesus fulfilled the scripture with the storm when he was in the boat with the disciples. Jesus was saying, Psalm 46, 10, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. So in Psalm 46, it also says in verse one, that we decree that God is our refuge and our strength that he is a very present help in trouble. In verses two through three, it clearly tells us that we can decree. Therefore, will not we fear though the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with swelling thereof. Well, in verses four or five, it's declaring to us who we are and what we have in his blessing. It says there is a river. The streams whereof shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacles of the Most High. That's you. That's me. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. We are the house of God, the body of Christ. It says that God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her and that right early. And it closes here with verses seven through eight. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Selah, think about it. Come, behold the works of the Lord, enter in, come into life. We can see that he uttered his voice and the earth melted. And he has said to it all, be still and know that I am God. That's the key here. The very spoken word of God says to all these things, be still and know that I am God. We can believe in the faith of God. We can believe in the word of God. We can believe in the work of God and we can believe in the doing of God. We can also tell ourselves to be still and know that he is God. We can tell our circumstances to be still and know that he is God. So how do we define stress? A man named Hans Selye was a Hungarian born man who in 1936 discovered and developed the stress theory. He's the one who coined the term stress and he declared that all human activity causes stress. Sellier stated the only way to avoid stress would be to do nothing at all. How impossible is that? And the problem was that in all actuality, doing nothing at all would create even more stress. His theories on stress brought the saying, how to survive staying alive. Sellier stated it was also key that those who try to find themselves brought stress and that everything mankind does is stressed. He said this went from various areas creating stress from the stress of pleasure 
to the stress of challenge, the stress of frustration, and the stress of fulfillment. And he said that man's perspective could only be that you could have complete freedom from stress with death. One of his friends told that Selye struggled all his life in finding an acceptable definition of stress. The study of stress even stressed him. (laughs) People have tried to solve stress's definition and define it as emotional or physical tension coming from any event that makes you feel pressure, tension, strain, excitement, frustration, anger, or nervousness. Everyone defines stress as coming from demanding circumstances or creating the body's reaction to the challenge of the demand. 24 centuries before Selye, the Greeks implied stress as pathos, defining this as meaning for them suffering and toil. The Chinese in the early centuries had two characters in their written description translating all this to crisis. They define stress as crisis. Selye came to an amazing conclusion. This stated in his own writings, he said this, after studying to all these things, Stress, in addition to being itself, was also the cause of itself and the result of itself. This definition and all of these definitions leaves us empty if we remain outside of truth and without rest. Stress, according to Selye, is a never-ending circle of toil and struggle and keeps us focused to work on de-stressing. And as said with the Chinese definition, leading us into crisis. Of course, we need to do all the things we enjoy. We need to do what is best to help alleviate any and all stress. We can do this by learning to eat right and exercise and doing hobbies and being creative for sure. But through faith, we can arise and as it is defined, enter into, come into life, or as I said earlier, entering into his rest above stress, rest beyond stress. Our faith needs to rest in the truth of how to live above and beyond stress because we have a promised rest. In Joshua 1.13, our opening scripture, I said this, remember the word which Moses, the servant of the Lord commanded you saying, the Lord, your God has given you rest and has given you this land. It's a gift. So let's look at this based on Joshua 1.13. Rest comes from God alone. That's the first point here. And second, the land he promised is ours today. It is the blessing of God. And thirdly, this land was the land of milk and honey, the land of abundance, the land of provision, the land of blessing and rest. And it is ours through Jesus Christ. And fourth, what's challenging the possession of the promised land were the enemies of Israel. These enemies are and were simply enemies of faith and knowing who you are in Christ. When everything around you is trying to keep your focus away from his promise, it's an enemy of your faith. When you don't see it, but you have to believe it so that when everything tries to say it isn't, that is an enemy of your faith. When every challenge is shouting, look at me, look at me. That is an enemy of your faith. The word of God is whispering, believe me, be still and know that I am God. The word of God is saying to these things, all of them, again, be still and know that I am God. In Joshua 23, 6, it says this, be ye therefore very courageous to keep and to do all that is written in the book of the law of Moses, that ye turn not aside, therefore, to the right hand or to the left. He says this because courage and faith changes our focus. 
Numbers 13.30 says this, And Caleb stilled the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and possess it, for we are well able to overcome it. Why? Because he has overcome it for us. And our faith focus gives peace as we set our mind on him. It's Isaiah 26, three through four that says this will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed in thee. Trust in the Lord forever for the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength. We have a promised rest. We have a promised Sabbath. God never planned for man to have stress. On the contrary, the Lord promised us a Sabbath rest. He reveals this in creation. The six days of creation ended with the Sabbath rest for a purpose. The purpose to show us the finished work of God through Jesus. Genesis 2 verses 2 through 3 says this, And on the seventh day God ended his work which he had made, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work which he had made. And God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, because that in it he had rested from all his work which God created and made. The Lord is our seventh day. Jesus is our Sabbath. See, people religiously miss the point, decide it means to sit around for one day a week and enjoy activities and go on vacations and rest and, you know, go to church. But the word of God tells us in Hebrews 4.1, let us therefore fear lest a promise being left us of entering into his rest, any of you should come short of it. How do we not come short of this rest? Hebrews 4, 2 through 4 tells us that the gospel was preached, but it wasn't mixed with faith to those who heard it, so they couldn't enter into rest. For unto us was the gospel preached, it says, as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. For we which have believed do enter into rest, as he said. He goes on to say in John 5 and tells us, when he healed the man by the pool of Bethesda, how he made this man whole on the Sabbath for a reason. It says here, when Jesus did this, that the Pharisees did nothing on the Sabbath and sought to slay him because they were so angry. Well, Jesus answered them and all of their reasonings and he confronted their hypocrisy. And he was saying, you doing nothing is not the rest God's declared. The rest that God's declared is the blessing being given. He brought the blessing to this man to rise and walk on the Sabbath. And he was saying that you are not willing to go forth and move forth in the blessing, which is where the rest is. And Jesus had done these things on the Sabbath day to make this point. See, his answer to them was the father and I are one. And in that you have the Sabbath rest. We are one and the father's Sabbath rest is in me. See, this man was made whole by the work of the son who is the Sabbath rest. And he gives the rest and the blessing and all the promises of God to us because he doesn't want us to work so hard at it. He wants us to believe him. And John five, through telling this man to pick up his bed and walk, he defied that hypocrisy and religion and that man-made tradition of what rest was. He revealed the finished work of God as the man through his corresponding action to Jesus word by his faith was made whole. He revealed the rest of God, the Sabbath. Jesus was this man's rest when this man focused on him. And when this man took his eyes off the pool and his situation and turned his focus on the Sabbath, the finished rest of Jesus, 
things changed. He revealed and declared that he and the Father were one in the rest, in creation and in the Sabbath, revealing himself as the life giver, the blesser, the healer, and the truth. He said in John 5, 25, Verily, verily, I say unto you, the hour is coming and now is, when the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God, and they that hear shall live. He was speaking to the people that were dead in their circumstances or dead in sin and dead in this world uh, views and dead in the situations that they were in. He's saying that when you hear the voice of the son of God, you shall live. And there is the rest. Jesus established the Sabbath. He said, it is finished. Hear the voice of the son of God. It is finished and live. Just as in Genesis, when he declared his work was finished and rested on the seventh day, we can see that we've been given the seventh day, the Sabbath, who is Jesus. And Jesus declared the rest to any who receive him when he said it was finished in John 1930. When Jesus therefore had received the vinegar, he said, it is finished. See, we are his new creation. In that, this was given new life, new creation to man in Christ. It says in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And this is that seventh day rest because Jesus did the work for us and we have the rest in him. He restored the blessing to those who believe. He restored our rest. He restored Eden to us in Christ. It says this in Genesis 2, 1 through 3, showing us this when it states, thus the heavens and the earth were finished and all the host of them. And on the seventh day, God ended his work, which he had made. And he rested on the seventh day from all his work, which he had made. And God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it because that in it, he had rested from all his work, which God created and made. Jesus did the work. He rose from the dead. We are made new. We are created new and we are in the seventh day rest of God. Our seventh day is blessed. Our rest and his blessing is, is our seventh day. Jesus is blessed as the Sabbath and he has given us this blessing. Hebrews 4, 3 goes on to say, the rest was established and finished from the foundation of the world spoken of by God himself. It says in Hebrews 4, 10, for he that has entered into his rest, he also has ceased from his own works as God did from his. We don't have to work at this. It's not stressful. It's not a struggle. Faith is the rising above the stress. Faith is the rising above everything in your life. Faith is the key. It's not works. It's faith. It's all finished. It is the work of God and we can rest in his doing it for us. We can rest in his finished work, the work of his word, the work of his faith. We can rest in faith. John 16, says, these things I've spoken unto you that in me, you might have peace in the world. You will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. This word be of good cheer means to be of good courage, come to life, set it all to rest. Since he's overcome for us, what does he give to us? In 1 John 5, 4, he tells us, for whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Overcoming faith. Our faith in who he is, what he has said, and what he has done completes us. 
We find it all in his word. And as we look to him and seek his way of doing things, we find completeness, we find the blessing, and we find rest. See, we see something specific about Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane entered into the rest for us. He labored in those moments to give us his rest. He set his will to the Father, so in him we could have his John 10, 10 promised Zoe abundant life without stress. He was so overcome by taking all our stress that he had sweat blood, which is a rare condition that is scientifically proven called hematohydrosis. This hematohydrosis is defined as a condition in which capillary blood vessels that feed the sweat glands rupture, causing them to exude blood, and it occurs under conditions of extreme physical or emotional stress. See, this work in the garden was found in Isaiah 53, 5, where it says we have his peace because the chastisement he went through has given us peace. It says he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him and by his stripes, we are healed. He was so stressed and took that stress on that it created a hematohydrosis reaction in his natural body. And he bore this chastisement for us. He removed stress from our life as we believe by faith and embrace what he has done and his promise. We can be lifted above all these things in our lives. In Luke twenty two forty four, it says that Jesus took our stress. He poured the stress for us. And it says, and being in an agony, he prayed more earnestly and his sweat was as it were great drops of blood falling down to the ground. He took all stress, pressure, frustration, fear, anxiety, and more upon himself. He suffered to give us the ability to rise with and in him. He became stress for us. He became reproach for us. He took it all for us. He became the sacrifice of it all so we could enter into the grace of his rest. It says in Galatians 1, 3 through 4, grace be to you and peace from God the Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins, that he might deliver us from this present evil world according to the will of God and our Father. He gave himself to deliver us from all the world has to offer outside of him. We can find the answer for rest beyond stress in him. The Lord has given us this answer to all of this. He tells us clearly how to enter into his rest and live life and rise above stress. He tells us why people are not in the rest in Hebrews 4, 6, 7, 10, and 9. Seeing therefore it remaineth that some must enter in and they to whom it was first preached entered not in because of unbelief. Today, after so long a time as it is said, today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts. For he that is entered into his rest, he has also ceased from his own works as God did from his. There remaineth therefore a rest to the people of God. And here we find it linked to Genesis 1 again, where we are to cease from our own works, cease from trying so hard, Cease from worry, concern, cease from the pressure, and cease from the stress, and we find the rest of God is faith. It is faith in His Word, faith in His work, 
faith in his faithfulness and faith in his blessing. We find that our only labor, which means to be our only endeavor and earnest pursuit, is to resist unbelief and embrace his promises. In doing this and in doing all that he has brought forth in just believing, letting our determination be faith in his work, we will find our answer to have rest beyond stress. We can find that rest is trusting the one who has accomplished it all for you, believing him for all that he has promised, believing him for all that he has given in his word as he finished the work of it through the cross and resurrection. Hebrews 4.11 says, Let us labor therefore to enter into the rest, lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. Entering in is the fight of faith. It is that good fight of faith. To believe it is what he said, the way he said it, how he said it, and what he has done, what he has accomplished, no matter what else is happening. That word labor here means to hasten and to make haste, to exert yourself and to endeavor to give diligence and to study. It says here to study, therefore, to enter into the rest. Study what? In 2 Timothy 2, 13 through 15, it says this, If we believe not, yet he abideth faithful. He cannot deny himself. Here it's saying that it doesn't matter the unbelief that's all around, he always remains faithful because he will never deny himself. And it says here in verse 14, put these things in remembrance, charging them before the Lord. Go after the word of God and bring them before him. In verse 15, it says to study, to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. What are you studying? You are studying the word of God. You are studying faith. You are going after his faith. That's your work. That's the workman of God. And you will never be ashamed. We are not a workman of works, but we are a workman of faith. So by embracing the finished work of Jesus, it takes a simple approach and just keeping focus on his word that is above all things. The word of God is the blessing signed, sealed, and delivered to us by Jesus. He's the word manifested for us. It tells us that in John 1. And in Romans 10, 9, it says, But what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith, which we preach. So embracing his word is embracing him. Living, receiving, and believing what he says above all else is finding our source in him. And it is the place of rest. As we hold to the promises he gives in his word by faith, his word rules in our lives against everything that is contrary to the blessing he's given. As we read his word, renew and refresh our minds by his word. And as we pray and confess his word, our lives are framed by the creative word of God. He's promised the land to us and he has promised the blessing is ours for the taking. It tells us in Hebrews 4.12, that the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to dividing asunder. His word divides us away from those things that try to keep us from the blessing. Everything contrary to the blessing, the word dominates. Trusting in his word is trusting in him. Praying his word, speaking his word, and keeping Jesus and his teaching as center focus is our rock-solid foundation. 
His promises, his accomplishments are all for us, and he's given them freely for us in his victory. We are more than conquerors. We find his message and his truth is his word, and it is in his word. So look to the word of God, the word of Jesus Christ, and hearken to his voice above all in your life that is demanding your attention above everything that's demanding your attention in this world. Enter into his rest by faith. Come into life. In his word, we find his promises, his blessing, our everything. He brings increase of all things to us and he multiplies the blessing in our lives. Let the word of God, let Jesus, let his teaching and his finished work be your rest beyond stress. Today, look at Matthew 6, 28, 29, 26, and 33. You are arrayed in the glory of his rest. You are arrayed in the glory of his promises. You are arrayed in the glory of his rising. And you are arrayed in the glory of his life. The beautiful glory of his word. It says in this scripture, consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not. They don't work at it. Neither do they spin. They don't struggle at it. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. You are arrayed in him. Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns. They're not struggling. They're not fighting for it. Yet your heavenly father feeds them. Are you not much better than they? Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. His rest goes beyond stress and it is yours. You could experience the glory of the rising of the living son of God. Father, I thank you that every person that has heard this podcast is touched by you, that they experience the message and the blessing that you have for them, Holy Spirit, in their lives personally, that the rest of God is theirs. And it goes beyond all stress, all circumstances, everything that is being offered in this now time, because we now have now faith and your faith is in us operating to the highest level because we embrace the resurrected son of God. I thank you, Father God, for the promise in your word. And Lord, we thank you that you took upon yourself all stress. For the chastisement of our peace was upon you. And we have that peace of God, nothing missing, nothing broken in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Pastor Kim is not only a screenwriter, director, and producer, she writes children's books and other publications. If you're interested in more of her Kix Media from Kix Ministries, check out our family faith-based feature films, Pastor Kim's blogs, and our many children's books and publications at kixtv.com.